You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Akman! Hey! Hey, my brood, man. It's nice to hear your voice, man. I only hear your voice during the day when I'm half asleep, so it's really a treat for me to be speaking to you this morning. Are you well? Oh man, the treat is mine. I'm very well, thanks. How have you been? Look, man, I've 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 had the pleasure of being, you know, living a pretty normal life because I've been coming to work every night like I do it at any other time. So the whole COVID-19 moment, as surreal as it was, hasn't really mm. changed my working conditions and the way that I currently work. But for many South Africans and indeed for many people around the world, uh, we've all come to the reality of the Zoom meeting, the Teams meetings and working from <laughs> home, right? And I'm sure that yeah. that's changing a lot of people's lives. Ak? Oh, no, listen, there's no doubt about that. I mean, this this is the new normal. And if I hear one more person say, uh, talk about the new normal, I'm going to lose it. But this, <laughs> it is a new normal. And this is the reality that we're living yeah. in, right? Um, and if you look at how many organizations are, are literally changing um, how business is being done. So if you can work from the office, you are being, you are, uh, if you can uh, work from home, you will be asked to work from home. Many companies are going about this and doing it permanently. I mean, we've just seen just uh, in the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks that Twitter, for example, have told all staff that, you know, you are now working from home. You're not coming back to the office ever again. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Google, Facebook, uh, Microsoft, you know, many of these organizations have told their staff that you're only back in, in February. So, uh, in, in December at least. So, you know, I, I think that what has happened is that a lot of companies, when March came around and they said, well, your staff are all going to be working remotely, what was see, what seemed to be impossible then is now possible. And they're asking themselves what next is, is impossible that companies haven't been able to achieve. But, you know, of course, it does come with its own challenges. And, you know, many people that are working from home that are probably listening to us right now, yeah. um, you know, you, you, you're not using company resources anymore. Um, you're probably using a company computer. You probably have, um, uh, um, I don't know, your company's given you some sort of subsidy to pay for the connectivity that you're going to be using. But um, is your office space, office, office space being compensated? Are you being compensated for, say, the tea coffee that you use that you would normally use at the office? I mean, mm. these are the kinds of questions that a lot of people are asking. And then, of course, there are the psychological aspects of working from home, not being uh, in touch with any of your peers. Um, it's not normal human behavior for all of us, you know, to to be able to just see each other via screen yeah. and using a, a webcam, for example. So um, I guess the studies around that are going to be tested and there are lots of studies gotta, going on. I've got to tell you, Akman, on that score, I get freaked out by by having to speak into a screen because, you know, I'm looking at this thing and it's not giving me any feedback. It's just the screen, yes. right? And I get really freaked out because I'm supposed to be, you know, having a conversation perhaps with somebody that I'm having the conversation with on webinar. And I see a lot of people, um, you know, take out the, the screen that shows the face. People are not comfortable with that sometimes. Uh, and and it's, it's quite freaky because, you know, I, mm. I can hear the voice like I'm hearing your voice now, but I don't know how to behave with the screen in front of me. I'm, I'm expecting some sort of, 
you know, uh, facial recognition um, or some sort of facial expression to come back at me as part of the communication and nothing is coming. And that's pretty yeah. weird. It's part of what we're going to have to get used to, right? It is, it is. And, and then we've we got to look at the new technologies that are coming out around that. You know, we're talking about virtual reality, for example, yeah. and you'll have haptic, feed, haptic feedback. And um, it really what it essentially means is that um, the moment you have, uh, you know, virtual reality conversations, uh, you, you'll, you'll see a hologram of the person that you're talking to, and there will be almost like a human touch feel to that. So if, if I see you in front of me and I say, hello, Aubrey, and I can shake your hand virtually, we're able to feel those vibrations yeah. coming through the internet. I know it sounds freaky and I don't <laughs> think, well, what is this guy smoking this morning? But that's where the world is going. Um, and, you know, with the increased speeds that we have on the internet, uh, this is enabling a lot of these kind of things, which we will see in the future. Yeah. And, um, I must just remind everybody that we've got a fantastic webinar that's absolutely free. It's a virtual webinar that we're doing with uh, Vox Telecom. So um, it's it's called Working from Home as the New Normal, and it's a conversation I'm going to be having with the Vox CEO, um, uh, you know, CEO Jacques Dutoy, and we've got some guests lined up as well from psychologists to experts just to talk about this new normal, working from home, and, and how it's impacting everybody and where the future is. So if you go to the 702 website, you can register for free and it takes place this Friday, the 26th of June at 11 o'clock. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that like at your, your McDonald's, for example, you know, yeah. um, especially at the drive-in, um, you don't even speak to anybody anymore or you're a real human being. It's all, you know, te- technology and um, can I call robots? Can, can I call them robots? You, no, it, I it, guess you can. I it, guess you can. You know, in the same way that we have all this automation in the home space, yeah. uh, we, we're seeing this in, in fast food restaurants and, and replacing human beings in tasks. And you spoke, speak about McDonald's. There's, there's a robot that's come out. It's called Flippy the Robot. And what Flippy Ro- the robot does is it sits in a fast food kitchen like a McDonald's or a Burger King, wherever you might be. And all it does is it flips the burgers, uh, you know, up and down and you, you don't, you don't need a human being there. Um, and I just think that must be, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's a job. People do that kind of job. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's served a massive purpose for all of us. We take it for granted when we drive through a fast food restaurant, how your food gets into that uh, takeaway container, uh, in the packaging. But this robot, and there's a pizza one that does the same kind of thing, by the way. It puts the, 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 the different uh, pieces of the ingredients on top of the pizza, and all it goes is into an, an automated oven, and on the other side, your pizza comes out ready. So you actually don't even need a human being to put on the toppings of the pizza as well. But, but that's, that, that's, we, that's pretty scary, though, I mean, it, Aki. Really, I mean, in a country like ours that um, you know, is in desperate need of, of – of, employment at that at the level of people who might not have i suppose the skills that are required by the big top corporate industries that job is a job taken away from an individual a human being that could have been earning a salary and contributing to i suppose a a family's well-being Uh, what's that conversation looking like amongst those of you who talk tech the ethics the the morality the, the 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 issues that surround the great advancements we're making technology 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 Technologically, right? Versus <laughs> yeah, I wrong as well. Don't <laughs> yeah, it's the English, but it's gone. <laughs> but 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 what about what about the fact that you know people are losing their jobs? 
You know, Aubrey, it's such a great question you ask, and it's a very real question. You know, when you look at a business owner and you look at this robot, and when they come and sell you this robot, they tell you that your profit margins will increase by 300% because that's the current um, operating model of this. And uh, you look at these kind of robotics and you say, well, if you're a business owner and you can save costs and you can do things more efficiently, then it's a win for the business owner. But the other side, the moral side, is what happens to those people. Now, they are saying that these people are trained and work more efficiently in managing the robots and coordinating other tasks in a kitchen environment to make the process run a lot smoother. Uh, but then again, it does beg the question because somebody's going to be lost in this whole process, mm. and which is why as as all of us that are listening to us right now, we, we've got to be like the Swiss knives of, of, of work, of the workforce. <laughs> and what I mean by that, a Swiss army knife, you know, can have lots of different functions. You know, it's got a bottle opener, it's got a tweezer, it's got a knife, it's got a corkscrew. And that's how, as human beings, we need to become. We need to be multi-skilled. Yeah. We never need to stop learning. We need to learn about every single aspect of Absolutely. what we currently do and become indispensable um, in this regard. You know, uh, gone are the days where you're going to be doing just one task for the rest of your life. So you have to be very versatile. You've got to learn new skills and you've got to make yourself um available and open to learn these new skills yeah. so it, it's 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 just and and, and you know the, the other side of technology the flip side of technology is that it has democratized how we learn things mm. so the ability and the access to all of these learnings are there most of them many of them are free there are so many courses that you can do online for free and that's what I just urge people, you know, um, go and learn a new skill, learn well, something new. Well, you've Make got you, yourself that Swiss you, knife. You've, you've got a, a free webinar coming up again. I'd like for you to give us those details again, um, Agman. But here's a, a message from Anonymous uh, on the uh, 072-702-1702 um, uh, WhatsApp line. It says, uh, I hate working from home. Micromanagement has been uh, stepped up to an insane level. From a technology perspective, it feels like we are being tracked on CRM from the kitchen to the bathroom to the garden, says uh, Anonymous. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, especially the big bosses, say that they are surprised by the levels of, uh, of um, what's the right word that I'm looking for, the, the, the levels of productivity uh, that they're getting yes. out of people that are working at home. But it appears from an, anon from an anonymous um, caller here that uh, just the monitoring feels very, very um, uh, invasive. Yeah, it certainly does. And companies are monitoring in some companies are monitoring the, the work levels that you get to. But you raise a very interesting point about the productivity and the research that's starting to come out now is showing that people are a lot more productive working from home. Uh, there are less resignations on a work environment. So people seem to be enjoying it. Um, I don't know the impact that Corona is having in terms of job security, if that is factored into mm. this, but the productivity levels appear to be much higher. And if you ask the average person that's working from home, they will tell you that they are working harder now at home than they were being in the office in a similar environment. So the research come, coming out of this COVID-19 phase that we're in is going to be very interesting. Listen, there's a, another aspect to the conversation we haven't touched on. Uh, it's the travel bug. Uh, if yes. the travel bug is getting to you, there's a solution, uh, you say, Akman. 
Yes, and I'm not talking about the travel bug about traveling on the N1 between Chwari <laughs> and, and Joburg. <laughs> That's not the travel bug I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, listen, there, there's so many interesting, uh, when, when I say about the World Wide Web, that's just like changed things for so many people's lives. If you're looking for a bit of distraction today, I found this uh, fantastic website. It's called skylinewebcams.com, skylinewebcams.com. And what they've done is that they've got these live webcams from all over the world, including South Africa. We've got a few. Um, and South Africa's got some in Cape Town, some in, in KZN, in Belito, for example. You can look at the beachfront. It's a live video feed that runs throughout the day. So it's going to chew a bit of your data. So don't say you didn't get warned. But um, it's got all the big uh, tourist sites from around the world. So if you feel like uh, going to, um, you know, uh, if you want to go to Italy and you want to go to the Trevi Fountain or you want to visit the Colosseum or you want to visit the, uh, you know, London Bridge, wherever you want to go, they've got these live webcams that are streaming live and you can just see people walking past life in another city, life in another world. Yeah. Um, and I guess a lot of people might do that, you know, that we, we can't travel, we can't go to these destinations and and you can now see them virtually in front of your screen. And I just, I love it. You know, I've been a great fan of webcams yeah. from all over the world. And the quality of webcams is just getting so much better. Like as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm looking at the webcam in front of the Vatican. And you can just see people you know, walking past yeah. in a daily life in another city altogether, another part of the world. So just another distraction, I guess, for all of us. All so people. Keith says, uh, robots don't strike or steal. This is way to go, oh. says Keith. Uh, look, I, yeah. I, I'm sure that the, the conversation between man and technology is going to be one that continues forever and ever. It's just that I get all sorts of visions of Terminator, hey, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know. Terminator and iRobot, man. Yeah, absolutely. I get all sorts of visions of that kind. But then I was listening to um, to Bruce Whitfield have a conversation about the Generation Z, talking about the first generation of human beings that were born into the reality of uh, technology in society slightly different to my generation and yours, uh, uh, man. but it, it appears that that generation isn't going to have those kinds of nightmares. This is their normal. This is it. Yeah, no, completely, uh, completely. Um, I mean, this, this is, uh, the, the world is going to be a very different place. When we come out of this corona, um, uh, you know, and I go, go back to my earlier conversation, what, what it has done, Aubrey, it has really fast-forwarded and fast-tracked any kind of um, – in any kind of technology that any company was yep. working on, that we were working on, to really make it happen now. So it's no longer something that we're working on that's going to be available in 12 months' time. Those things are now available now, and it's kind of fast-forwarded and fast-tracked everything around us. And as we speak right now, there's just people developing new technologies around the world that we're living in right now. And now that we have a better understanding of the human psychology and the human reaction to working like this, uh, so don't be surprised if you see, you know, uh, you know, ver more virtual reality yeah. coming in the near future yeah. and, and it being more realistic uh, to be working from home and talking like you and I are talking right sure. now. Ahmed, give us uh, details of that webinar happening soon. Yes, absolutely. If you go to the 702 website, just look out for the link. It's it's the uh, Vox Telecom uh, webinar that I'm specifically talking about. And it's entitled, is this, uh, well, working from home as the new normal. It happens this Friday, the 26th 
of March at 11 o'clock, but you do need to register. So just go online and just register today. We'll send you the link and it will be done via Zoom. And um, yeah, we'll take your questions as well, your concerns. We've got a panel of experts. I'm going to be chatting as well to the Vox CEO, Jacques, Jacques Dutoy. And it's very interesting, the, the, these companies that are providing the, the connectivity, the infrastructure, the kinds of numbers that they've seen, uh, you know, video conferencing and, and, and just, um, you know, coll- collaboration tools in the workplace. Uh, we've just seen a, a huge spike in those kind of things. So that's happening this Friday. Register on the 702 website. Uh, man, it's, it was great talking to you, man. It, uh, it's almost surreal. Uh, I hear oh, you all the time, but uh, it's really great talking to you. I really appreciate this time that you've like, given us. Likewise, brother. Have a fantastic day. Great stuff. Aki Anastasio, our very own tech guru here on 702.